If you'd like to uh, contact us, we'd love to hear from you. Just email info at travelwritersradio.com. You can like us on Facebook and also on SoundCloud. We're also on Twitter at Travel Writers Radio. That's one word. In the first hour, we typically cover food, wine and lifestyle. Then the second hour, we report on tourism and travel experiences and destinations, both for leisure and for business. But today... We have a special show for you in recognition of Anzac Day, one of the most important national days in Australia, which remembers the day Australia and New Zealand Army Corps landed Australian troops at Gallipoli in Turkey to try and capture the Dardanelles. But as uh, the last of the original Anzacs uh, who survived and returned to Australia have passed on, the focus also turns to remember members of our other campaigns, World War II, the Korean War, the Malayan Emergency, the Indonesian confrontation in Borneo, Vietnam and, more recently, engagements in Afghanistan and Iraq. So we're turning over the first hour of the show today to remember one of the lesser-known war efforts in Sarawak, that part of Borneo that belongs to Malaysia. It was occupied by the Japanese and it was in this theatre that Australia engaged its Z Special Forces soldiers, the forerunners of today's SAS. Now, I've got a personal interest in this because my grandfather and my great-grandfather and my great-uncle served in World War I. But what I want to focus on this confrontation and the pilgrimage I helped to organise, which saw a visit by Australian soldiers 60 years later returning to Sarawak in 2004. My role was in liaising with our Department of Veterans Affairs and Malaysian Airlines to allow the state of Sarawak to formally recognise the role Australian soldiers played in liberating Sarawak and particularly Batu Lintang POW camp in the capital of Kuching. Now this POW camp is now a teacher's college but during the occupation from Feb 43 to August 45 it not only held Australian POWs but many members of the former British colony, civil servants, local men, women and children, even a monastery of monks. Anyway, up to 3,000 were held captive and brutal treatment including executions were meted out by the Japanese under the command of a Lieutenant Colonel Tatsuji Shuga. Now, I accompanied seven Australian soldiers from this campaign and also some for the later Malaysia-Indonesia confrontation of the 1950s and 1960s. But I want to focus on one interesting and brave character, a member of the undercover Z Special Forces, Brian Walpole of Melbourne who fought a lone war against the Japanese, operating behind enemy lines in Sarawak with the help of a band of warriors, the feared Iban. Also known as Sea Dayaks, they were headhunters, probably right through until the 1960s. Now, I spent time talking to Brian Walpole, who was in his 80s then, but still as sharp as a tack. Brian had never been to an Anzac Day march or a reunion before this and we chatted about his life before, during and after the war. He sent me a book he'd written called My War, Life is for Living, which was a great read, uh, published by ABC Books. Still is a good read if you can find a copy. Well, we then spent a week together in Sarawak, and I enjoyed being with him as he reminisced, and I saw his eyes light up when he met a member of the Iban warrior tribe again in Sarawak in 2004. I also spoke to Brian after we both returned to Australia. Sadly, Brian passed away, but we are fortunate to have the collaborator on his book on the show today, David Lavelle, who spent hundreds of hours with Brian working together on the book, My War. And after the break, we speak to David Lavelle. 